Hello everyone and welcome to episode 11 of Acting Truth and Love. This is Natasha Mayette and I know I normally put this episode out on Mondays and yesterday I had to give myself permission to just put it out today because there was a lot going on and a lot of me feeling my emotions and I started teaching classes yesterday for the Anthony Mandel Actors Workshop and I'm I'm just so grateful that this manifested. I had no idea it would manifest during a pandemic that we would be starting our studio online and I'm just really excited for the next three weeks and to see the journey of all of our students and be there with them for that. So yeah, that was just amazing. Um, I also moved into a new living space and that's kind of where the adjustment has been with me. It's a beautiful studio, but they definitely need to take care of a few things. And I think maybe just the adjustment of living alone after so long. It's my first time living alone in seven years. That could be part of it too. So I really just, um, you know, gave myself permission to focus on the class um, and how can I be present for that and serve these students and, um, you know, just take care of my living space first and turn, tune into my anchors, you know, which I'm so grateful for right now. Um, yeah, it is really interesting because I spent the past 10 years trying to get in touch with my emotions and give me a pandemic and oh yeah they're here you know it's it's just like even a little thing happening right now is is high stakes because it's like oh there's a leak under the tap and i'm in lockdown <laughs> so it's it's an interesting time but but yeah the emotions are here and i think that i i'm gonna feel my way through it you know and it's, it's scarier for sure but but emotions are they're they're emotions it's okay to feel them you'll be fine you know um of course always seek therapy and support but but i'm going to feel my way through this pandemic i'm not going to shut down and it is scary but i think that allowing my feelings is what's getting me through it really and turning into my anchors you know meditation journaling whatever your anchors are for you but without further ado i bring you this episode so this week i bring you my interview with Kara Smith, she is a singer, songwriter, music therapist, and an aspiring actor. And we actually connected online via a mutual friend. We've never actually met in person. I only met her because we're both in lockdown in Cape Town and we really connected. She's actually in my acting class as well. And I think that's just so beautiful. I'm so excited for her journey. And um, yeah, I'm really excited to bring you this episode. We talk about how music can be a form of healing or a useful tool to us during this time and what other self-care practices we can employ. And yeah, stick around till the end of the episode. I'm really excited to be featuring some of Kara's music and her song, Put Me on a Train, which when the first time I heard it, I, I just really felt like it resonated with me right now. It's just something ma magical about music. And when I heard that song, it really just ignited something in me. I think music is such a great tool for 
feeling our emotions and whatever is meant to be felt in that moment. And I think when we listen to music, we're actually just being present with it. But I'm really excited to bring you this episode. I hope you enjoy it. I'm really excited to be here today with Kara Smith, um, singer, songwriter, music therapist, um, you know, creative, right? Like uh, as well, but I'm, I'm so grateful to have you here on this podcast. I'm so grateful that we connected um, with our mutual friends. And um, yeah, welcome. <laughs> Thank you so much. I'm also just very grateful to be here. I appreciate the opportunity. Uh, this is an amazing show and I love the way you connect. I've listened to your other episodes. I love the way you connect with people and the questions you ask. So I'm very excited to be here. Oh, thank you. Um, I'm so glad we're on the same time zone. It makes it a little bit easier. <laughs> um, yeah, and I'm so grateful to have you here. And it's so funny, as I was sharing with you, like every time I press record, it's like, oh, what if, what's happening next? It's always like this mixture of fear and excitement. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's, that's the way of life, right? We don't know what's happening next. But yeah, for our listeners, um, I would love to just get a bit more about your story because um, I know you're a singer songwriter and and also here in Cape Town doing music therapy so yeah I, I would love to know a bit more about how you started your journey um, in music and also how the music therapy started um, yeah and if you can give us a bit of a background about that because some people might not be familiar with with that concept I'd sure know sure more. let's see where do I begin oh my goodness um, yes, it's it's been a very twisty, turny journey <laughs> uh, with um, getting to where I am today. Uh, so I guess I'll begin with um, I am a singer. I started uh, singing when I was quite young. And uh, let's see. And that... Uh, was just always sort of the, the my my baseline um, singing and and songwriting, uh, and when I uh, got to high school and uh, later on um, college, I was really really interested in the humanities. I was mostly interested in psychology, um, therapy, all the therapy modalities. I was really interested in human rights. Um, sociopolitical uh, issues, and mostly, along with my my background as a musician and as a singer, I was really interested in world music, particularly African music. And so, when I got to college, I, I went to Berkeley College of Music in Boston. I found a way to just sort of smush together all of these multifaceted interests. Uh, and I pursued music therapy uh, alongside singing and performing. And I found a means of using my, my interest and my background in music therapy and applying it to my other interests in, in human rights and the humanities and therapies and healing and, uh, and world music, uh, which is kind of how I ended up here in Africa. So it's really just been this big convoluted hodgepodge of 
things in my life and uh, and I've just been juggling them all um so that's that's the gist of it that's amazing um and you you write your own songs yes, as well right not as much not as often as as ah. as I'd like um part of the issue with having so many um uh, so many interests and having so many loves in life is that not everything gets 100% of me uh so the songwriting kind of tends to take the get you know it goes on the back burner uh while my other pursuits um, especially right now because I'm in an academic program I'm in an academic home um kind of headspace so um I'm just sort of always reading and writing procrastinating my homework <laughs> it's like not songwriting so much but um i know you you wanted me to give a yeah. bit of um, no i listened to some of the songs oh thank you thank you yeah no i i loved it uh put me on a train and yeah oddly enough i i was listening to you know like cuz i wanted to get to know you a bit a bit more of your music too before we did the podcast but it just kind of resonated with me right now for some reason you know um but yeah like where how, can you like you know i'd love to sort of know a bit more about how you get inspired to when you're writing a song is that just something that's uh, well i suppose so i suppose so it's interesting that you say put me on the train uh resonates with you now i'm realizing uh how appropriate it is for the for, for a time right now because that song uh was written about this ongoing drive that i have this need for movement and a need for travel a need for human mm. connection and and a, i'm i'm i identify myself as a, a wanderluster i love to travel and i love um yeah. new places <laughs> i love i love novelty and mm. people i love connecting with with people so that that song kind of was written from this intrinsic need for 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 travel and change and adventure uh so now that we're all on lockdown and in quarantine i guess that song carries a different weight now um i'm only realizing now so <laughs> <laughs> everything um but no yeah that song definitely resonated with me and um yeah but coming back to to the music therapy uh yeah i would love to know a bit more about that about what you're doing here in cape town yes as well sure sure so i'll first give you a definition of what music therapy is and this tends to be a mm-hmm. bit long-winded um just because th- there really is no simple way to describe um the field of music therapy there's even books called you know defining music therapy and it's this thick um and you know you can't see me in the podcast but i'm making a very large gesture with my hand um it's very very thick <laughs> book and in the end when you get to the last page of the book the author still does not know how to define music therapy but if i could um summarize it simply it is it's a therapeutic field it's it's a therapy field uh and it's a modality and it's it uses music as the tool in the therapeutic process to bring about change uh to bring about a shifting uh for the better and the goal is to have the the person the client or the group of people you're working with to uh find their ultimate selves reach their healthiest best 
themselves. And every music therapy interaction will look different. It will feel different. It, it is not just about listening to music, really. It's about engaging in a musical space. And the music therapist is holding that space. Uh, and, and through this musical interaction, uh, you know, these therapeutic goals uh, are met. Uh, so that is, in a nutshell, uh, what music therapy is. And I ended up here in Cape Town because, um, uh, you know, going, going back to my interests in world music uh, and in human rights, I was always really strongly drawn um, to world music, to international settings uh, and practicing music therapy. Um, not just in my own my own community. Uh, I, I was always really interested in in music therapy practices around the world, um, and you know what does it look like? How how is it different? Um, and so there's uh, and and just to uh, backtrack a minute, you know I was always mostly interested in African music, uh, so I was most curious to know. <laughs> uh, how does music therapy fit in to African culture and African society? Uh, And this was something that I've been investigating for many, many years. And I currently have, um, I have a nonprofit organization called Umoja Global Community Music Therapy. And that is, it's a music therapy sort of investigative uh, organization that we we travel to Kenya and Uganda, and we engage in music with different communities uh, for therapeutic goals. And so I wanted to become better informed uh, in this particular niche, and I wanted to learn more. So I thought, well, are there music therapy programs on the African continent? And the answer is there's only one. There is only one music therapy program on the African continent, and that's in South Africa at the University of Pretoria. Um, So now the question is, well, if it's in Pretoria, what are you doing here in Cape Town? Um, (laughs) So um, Cape Town is a hub of, Mm -hmm. of of community music therapy, which is another niche within the niche that I have always been most interested in. And what it basically is, is it's, um, it's the collaboration between music therapists and community musicians in, in different community spaces uh, where there's, there's a, a collaboration and, and a, a cooperation uh, where music is is used as the therapy modality, but it's also it empowers communities to use music um, for therapeutic means and therapeutic goals. That's um, yeah, uh, a lot of what you said right now is is super interesting for me, um, and I'm relatively newer to music therapy, but I'm familiar with it. Um, but I, I yeah, what you said about how you're empowering people to get back to their true selves, you know, and, and I'm wondering when you do the therapy, like, does this involve movement? Because I'm like, this sounds a lot like acting. <laughs> because, um, <laughs> you know, I did, um, I interviewed um, Christy Slager 
uh, yesterday and she does these beautiful movement classes and it's mm-hmm. called the embodied creative but it's all about like getting back into your body and I've been doing those classes kind of right now to process a lot of what I'm feeling you know yeah um, so I'm wondering like when you do the therapy like is there movement involved as well absolutely yes there is movement there's dancing there is mm-hmm. um a lot there's a lot of physical processes and a lot of yeah. a lot of that yes and and that comes into play because well a it might be culturally significant to the community i'm working mm-hmm. with uh, especially in Africa, uh, of course, um, dance and movement is so yeah. deeply rooted in in the culture and the history. Um, so a music therapy interaction here, of course, would have dance and movement. And I like what you said that, um, you know, music, a music therapy parallels to to acting and, and an acting class or an acting workshop. And, right. and it, I think it's Gosh, you know, I, I'm, I'm realizing even more just as I'm as I'm speaking that there are a lot of parallels between, you know, the journey of a therapist and the therapeutic process and maybe the journey of an actor mm. uh, in finding yourself, diving in, um, embracing yourself uh, in, in all parts, all parts of you. Uh, and and perhaps being able to hold space, being able to bring all of these parts of you uh, into the space, and 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 celebrating them, even the messy parts, even the the parts that are in need of healing, you know, embracing them, showing them love. Um, a music therapy mm. session does that. Um, at least that's what I strive for as a music therapist myself. As I try and. Um, make a, a, a space safe and open enough for every participant to feel that they can bring their total selves um, and they will feel honored and held and celebrated. Uh, and then through a musical medium of some kind, they can get back in touch with, you know, their inner child and and their best, healthiest yes. self, which I wonder, tell me, please mm-hmm. educate me is because I am quite new to the universe of acting, but is it about, uh, you know, getting in touch with your inner child and play? Is it about play? Is it about? I I think that's just not acting in general. It's just this quest that we're on right now in life. <laughs> you know, we all are on this journey of getting back to our inner child. Um, but yeah, a lot of what you said now about the music therapy is, um, you know, because I, I, yeah, I've been doing these movement classes and and every time I do them, like, you know, we'll listen to some music and then you move the way you feel inspired too. And I always end up somehow, like, you know, it brings up a lot of emotion. There's a lot of processing of emotions. And I, I've really been using them because, you know, especially right now, I was feeling kind of like stuck or feeling a lot of stuff, but I it wasn't moving through my body. And it kind of just helped the emotions move through. And and when I was able to feel them, like, it's just so beautiful. And um, yeah, like just getting back to the inner child, because every time I like listen to music, and if I move, I feel joy, ultimately, in the end, like there's a processing that happens, but ultimately, I'll find moments of joy in there, even in the grief. And I'm I'm also wondering, like, when you do the music therapy, is it something that people do in in a group? Because I think that human connection 
aspect as well. And I think especially culturally here. So is this something that you work one-on-one with people or is it mostly a group thing or a mixture of both? Yeah, that's a great question. My practice primarily is groups uh, because mm-hmm. I am most interested in, in community music therapy, which is about connecting people um, and and yeah. sh- sort of showing individuals, showing the individual that their community is a resource for them uh, and it is a tool uh, for them to rely on in moments of crisis and in moments of uh, uh, when they're experiencing some kind of psychosocial, psycho-emotional problem. Um, our communities are resources. And uh, so, so I, I mainly work with, with groups uh, and, uh, and in the settings in Africa that I've, I've mainly done, it's mainly group sessions and, and social gatherings that has a, a big social um, emphasis. But music therapists, mm-hmm. mm, I would say, you know, a more traditional way of working as a music therapist is one-on-one sessions, actually. Uh, and there are so many different uh, people, so different kinds of people who benefit from music therapy. Music therapists work with um, individuals um, on the autism spectrum disorder, um, elderly people with with memory deficits, maybe Alzheimer's, dementia. Um, you know, I, I have also worked in a hospital setting where I was going bedside to bedside, working individually with hospital patients. Um, and, and that process, that space is so very different. Um, uh, yes. But so that is, you know, music therapy as a practice is quite diverse. Um, so you will see one-on-one sessions. Uh, but for me, mostly, you'll see me working in groups. That's beautiful. So, I mean, is this something that you might consider doing online? Um, do you, yeah, I mean, would it work as, as online? Um, yeah, I'm trying to wonder, like, if that's, that's something you can do. Ah, that's a really good question. And gosh, you know, my colleagues and I, we've been trying really hard to find, to figure out if it's possible uh, to do music therapy mm-hmm. virtually. Um, yeah, I mean, I've never even, I haven't tried it yet. Uh, so I don't, I don't know. (laughs) I don't know if the therapeutic process is preserved as able to, to, if it's able to be accomplished in the same way than if you're in person. Um, at at the moment, it's hard for me to, to imagine music therapy being as effective and as impactful through a screen, but I, I haven't yeah. tried it. I could, it could very well, uh, it could very well work. Uh, so this given that stop work immediately. Um, and so everyone's been sort of scrambling to find a way to keep doing their work and to find alternatives um, so still in yeah. progress. Um, yeah, yeah, that's so, yeah, it's an interesting question because I, I think that online, yeah, oddly enough, there's, there's weird ways you can have that human connection online. And of course, in-person interaction, we can never replace it. But I think that might be an interesting um, question that, yeah, if you end up exploring um, but yeah, I mean, um, 
I, I know that you mentioned that you're somebody who relies on that human connection, right? And and I mean, that's something that I'm also in the process of figuring out because I'm about to start teaching, um, you know, classes for the NAW studio here. And in that foundations class, a lot of it is human connection, which is why it's so special. So now I'm like exploring how we can create that virtually. <laughs> and um, so, I mean, how... How have you been finding that human connection during these times? And, you know, like, yeah, I, I guess, how can we have find that human connection now while we're quarantining? How have you been doing it? <laughs> <laughs> and also, the music therapy, is that something that we can use right now? You know, if we're feeling maybe stressed, anxiety, or if we just want to have fun, like, is that something that oh my gosh. people can Use, yeah, yeah, so I don't know if you have any tips for that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, what I what I will absolutely say is use music right now, all the time, every day. Everybody, yeah. put music on. Listen to music that's familiar. Yeah. Listen to music that yeah. the last time you listened to it, you were in a very normal context. Maybe you were out for a jog. You were in a cafe. You heard it in a cafe. Um, you were outside, um, moving, traveling, doing something, listen to, listen to that music, um, and pretend, <laughs> pretend you're not isolated right now, or just try it. Um, yeah. let the music change your mood. Let the music transport you. Mm. Um, that is music's power is it transports us. Yeah. Uh, I can't necessarily say that, that 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 is music therapy when you when you play music and it and it and it enhances your mood and it brings happy memories and brings on all those feel good feelings. Um, that is music therapeutic power. Can't necessarily call that music therapy just because there's not a music therapist right. there uh, with you. Exactly. But yeah. uh, but yes, and I'm guessing it also matters. Uh, what kind of music you listen to like if you're feeling stressed and anxious maybe don't listen to like angry music <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, um, I like the idea of like listening to something that you were listening to that made you feel good when you were having coffee at your favorite yeah, cafe yeah. or something but yeah you know what's interesting I, I like that you bring up you know the idea of listening to stressful stressful music when you are yourself feeling stressed in a way I kind of feel like it's kind of like you know doing doing anything Listen to your body, like listen to your body, mm. listen to what your body wants to listen to. That's what, that's what you mm. need. So if you are feeling sad, for that. example, or if you're feeling stressed and you want to hear a song that matches you right where you are, mm. that's what you need. So go for it. That's why we tend to listen to sad I music when we are feeling sad. Yes. It's actually, I, I was listening to another, um, another podcast um mark groves and he had i think another music therapist on there but they were talking about why when we have a breakup or something sad happens we listen to let's say adele yes. and i thought it was really interesting because it's that whole human connection it's like when we're sad just hearing that song it it makes us feel like we're not alone like we're part of this collective human experience oh, and it's almost it, it almost like yeah so yeah I think I totally agree with what you said it's like listen to what your body wants you know um and I think yeah what your what your body is calling for because if you need to feel sad and let those feelings out maybe you do yeah. need to listen to some Adele 
you do absolutely I love that like that collective experience yeah so it it's it's that is a great way uh, to describe it it's this collective human experience of being sad of feeling grief and we need to be met we need to be met there so that we can then be carried out of it and in my individual sessions or in my group sessions, um, you know, for example, I, I try my best to do that. Um, when I worked in the hospital setting, actually, I did work with um, psychiatric patients. Uh, many of them were uh, dealing with um, depression, anxiety, suicidal thoughts and suicidal ideation. And I did not walk in there and sing, if you're happy and you know what, clap your hands. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's like they want to punch you oh my gosh yes because that's that's yeah. not what they need or yeah. that's just not that's not yes. where they are and and the goal really for me as as a music therapist is to meet them where they're at and then hold them there and hold that space as best I can and and let them know it's okay to feel what they're feeling because yeah like let's say you have a breakup and you know you need to go through your whole process of of grieving, whatever your process is, you know, it's your process. And somebody will be like, Oh, cheer up, be happy. You're like, that is <laughs> that's never works. Like that advice. So yeah. Feel better. Oh, Look on the bright side. It's like, like dumped. Oh, <laughs> I got dumped. Like, no, I'm not going to look on the right side. Oh, yeah. And, and yeah, I think what you're saying is so powerful. Like just holding space for somebody, um, just, letting them know that their feelings are valid. And I think that, yeah, the music can play a big role in that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. If that's any advice I could give people right now um, is, you know, continue to, to utilize music in your life to, to help you cope in however way you need right now. Um, so do you have any tips? Because uh, I know that you came here for this program and then shortly after you were quarantined, but... Yeah, would you have any advice for how people can stay creative during this time? Or do you have any self-care practices that you've been doing, you know, to get you through this time? Um, but yeah, I'd love to know a bit more about that. Oh, wow. I know you've been teaching too. Yes. So that's yes, I've just been trying to keep busy. Honestly, I'm like, I, I would not be able to give advice because I <laughs> following my own advice I had this long to-do list of things oh don't we all <laughs> I, I know and I was like I'm gonna be a quarantine hero I'm going to write an album write a book oh no no <laughs> I think and we all I'm had going, those those lists we did <laughs> yeah I think my what I've taken away because like day after day mm -hmm. I would go to bed <laughs> And I yeah. would be like, what did I do today? And I had all of this time on my hands and I did nothing. Like, yes. I'm beating yes. myself up. I think mm -hmm. it's like, listen, if you can go to bed at the end of the day and say, you know what? I vacuumed the living room and that's enough. Or mm -hmm. I made myself a really yummy meal and I ate it and that's enough. Um, yeah. Or I think this, yes, it's like, uh, but please like free yourself of all of this strange pressure, this societal pressure that we yes. have for being extra creative and extra productive during lockdown. Just take it easy. <laughs> um, be, stay healthy. Get some sunlight. Yes. 
Um, yes. And do <laughs> what you need to do in the moment. And sometimes that's nothing. And that's okay. And just be kind to yourself. Mm. And if you accomplish one small little thing, like maybe you meditated, maybe you were able to meditate for 10 minutes. Like that is something you did it. I think that's my only advice just because if I said, oh, you have to do 30 minutes of yoga a day or <laughs> write 10 pages a day, that's the mm-hmm. secret. Like I would be lying because yeah. I'm not sticking to that kind of <laughs> routine. Um, no, I think the best advice is like, yeah, I'm sure we all had that list. I also had that list at the beginning of quarantine because there were a lot of like online classes, like people uh-huh. were offering for free. Like I, at one point I was doing six online courses oh at the same time. Gosh. And then I was beating myself up because I just couldn't stay on top of them. Like I was doing a seven day relationship course. I was what? doing like a course on how to make your own course. <laughs> and oh my then I gosh. Was myself up, like, uh, you know, and um, yeah. And I, I think that sometimes the win is not shooting ourselves so much. And I, I had this conversation with um, one of my other mentors, Wendy Braun, is because I was beating myself up a lot. And I think a lot of us maybe been doing that. And it's great if somebody is feeling inspired to write that novel or, you know, do like all these casting open calls that are happening, record a monologue. And that's great. But I've been trying to just in the moment, follow what my heart wants to do. Exactly. Like even with my, my workouts, because I was really putting a lot of pressure on myself. Um, you know, like seeing people on, on social media, like who have like gotten six pack abs during oh lockdown and I'm gosh. like okay and and I really was not feeling and I'm a person who normally loves exercising but I wasn't feeling inspired especially in the first few days of like okay I've got to do this like cardio like high intensity workout and and so now I'm like myself every day like do I want to do the cardio or maybe I actually want to do a yoga class and a movement right. class as my workout today. Like what, what's going to feel good in my body? What's going to make me feel better after, yeah. you know? And, and of course, like sometimes you will feel better after the cardio class, but not beating myself up so much. And, and I think that's so important for us to remember because you, if, yeah, if you feel inspired to write a book, that's great, but you're not anything less. You're still enough. If you haven't written a book after yeah. lockdown, it's okay that you're just, Honestly, sometimes the most productive thing we can do is just sit down and close and our eyes and like, with ourselves, be, be present. present. Yes. Yes, yes. Yeah, and I think this is a great opportunity cuz when again in the next 100 years would we have this time <laughs> to do Who this, knows? you know? It might be because like this for the next now. 100 years from now. <laughs> this might be Oh God! <laughs> Let's not say that on the podcast. <laughs> oh God! Um, yeah. Um, yeah, we we don't know, and and I just think that yeah, maybe the biggest invitation here is just being present, and it's easier said than done. It's yeah. scary to be with our stuff, you know. And and I mean, I was telling somebody in the U.S. yesterday that people here can't buy cigarettes or alcohol even in lockdown, so they're really having presence and um yeah. I, but I think that that can be really beautiful because um you know I think that maybe that's what this invitation is right now but um I love everything you just shared and I know we just touched the iceberg on music therapy and everything but um I yeah where can people sort of find you on social media you know your music um the music therapy mm-hmm. stuff 
if they're in Cape Town or, you know, if they want to look up your, um, mm-hmm. your nonprofit. Um, and also I know you're going to be, uh, you know, continuing with your acting journey, which is super exciting, <laughs> but where can they Thank follow you. all of that? Um, uh, yeah. yeah. I don't know if you do um, all the other <laughs> I, I haven't um, gotten into TikTok yet. Um, definitely on my radar. Um, but I'm on Instagram uh, as Hey Kara Smith. That's my uh, social media handle for really everything. YouTube.com slash Hey Kara Smith. And uh, my organization, Umoja Global, you can learn more about it at umojaglobal.org. Uh, and I always like to say, how do they spell? That? Oh, okay. I'm sorry. Yes, yes, of course. Um, you, <laughs> I'll, I'll put it in the show notes. Too, okay. Just in case. Yes, yes. <laughs> it's a U M O J A Umoja Global dot org, and Umoja is the Swahili word for unity. That's beautiful. Yeah. And I always like to give a shout out just to learn more about music therapy in general. Go to musictherapy.org. That's beautiful. Thank you so much um, for sharing that. I I love that word unity Ah, because I think that right now, even though we're all kind of in our little quarantine cocoons, honestly, I feel that I've been feeling really connected to people. And it's it's weird, like even though they're miles away and we're connecting through like our computer screens, but <laughs> but I feel that in some way there's a sense of unity right now. And maybe it's because Absolutely. we're all feeling similar feelings or we're all feeling a lot, we're all processing. Um, yeah. And I think there's something to be said about this experience bringing us together. Yeah, so yeah, that's brilliantly said. There is definitely an air of, of solidarity and community during this really, really extraordinary time um, in this isolating time. So you're very right. And I really appreciate this opportunity. Uh, I love chatting with you and learning more about you and your process. And I cannot wait to take classes from you. I just want to crawl into your brain. I want to know everything you know. Oh, wow. <laughs> crawl into your brain. Um, I'm excited. I'm actually scared, you know. Um, I'm excited too. So I feel like anything worth doing should be a mixture of hell yes and scare you at the same time. Yeah. Um, I'm really scared so I'm too. Really like this is something that I've always wanted to do and have put aside for over 20 years and I am very terrified but so ready to be terrified (laughs) yes I love that ready to be terrified um yeah I feel that you know opportunities find us at the right time and I think that's just beautiful but um thank you so much for being a guest on on this episode I think I think people will be to learn more about music therapy and about your journey as well thank Thank you you so much for having me Natasha thank you bye Kara Something